The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Is it time for you to live healthier? If you are looking to eat better, exercise more effectively, and incorporate fitness and health into your daily activities and hobbies, this is the show for you. Welcome to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. Dietrich has two decades of sports and fitness coaching experience, and he's here to tell you how it can be easy with less injury, time, money, and travel necessary. Now, here is your host, Dietrich Wright. Greetings, you're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This is Right Choices, and I'm your host, Dietrich Wright. Um, today, I'm very excited about today's episode. Uh, we're going to have a great guest to come in and speak to us soon in the next segment. But well, the topic of we're going to discussing today is very important. It's, in fact, essential. Uh, I would think that when we are discussing what today's episode is about, it's, in essence, the basis for our survival, our ability to be able to do the things we need to do in life. Now, if you kind of think and look at, if you have ever watched the infant learning how to walk, you can see how there's a great deal of flexibility in their limbs, a great amount of mobility, balancing on two feet. But as adults, our flexibility is just as important by increasing our mobility as we move through the day, performing basic tasks and physical activities. Flexibility and mobility are key factors that will determine your ability to move with reduced pain and increase in balance and strength. Now, when we're talking about pain, many of you may be subject to having chronic pain, or you may know someone who has a lot of chronic pain. The average cost to relieve joint pain in the U.S. is between 261 and $300 billion, which creates a pr- profound impact on our healthcare costs. But, you know, the thing is, pain medications only address the aches at your time of need. If we learn how to become more active, moving our body, we can effectively attack this pain. You know, one of the things when I look at when I train, I take it from a standpoint of, If I can train my clients to not have any aches or pain, and that is, in essence, preventative, then that's my goal for them is to help that they can have less pain or less likelihood to gain injuries or pain in their life. So a word I kind of coined over my period of time training now for nearly two decades is called prehabilitation, prehabilitation. Now, prehabilitation is actions for which you take control prior to being injured or needing rehab through effective exercises and movements essential for optimal living. When a little while ago, I talked about some of the important things when we talk about mobility or our ability to move. Two components in that is flexibility and mobility. And understand there's two different concepts here. 
So when we're looking at that, let's go ahead and define so we get an understanding because we hear this coined a lot and very generally used out there, flexibility. What is flexibility? Flexibility is the ability of your joints to move freely. Now there's two components in flexibility alone. You want to have range of motion, which is the distance and direction your joints can move. And then, then there's a, the component of mobility, which is the ability to move without resistance. Now, when we talk about working and exercising or, or adding a component of how do we improve our flexibility, there's three types of ways we go about it. There's dynamic, which is movements of a limb through its full range of motion. There's static passive, where there's supporting and maintaining your limbs through extended positions. And then there's static active, which is supporting and maintaining your limbs through extended position using tension of opposing muscle groups. Now, so what are some of the benefits to flexibility? And I talked about if we can prehabilitate, we can hopefully prevent injuries from occurring. So benefits of flexibility. It decreases your risk of injury. It aids in minimizing DOMS, delayed onset of muscle soreness. When we're looking at it from a, a, an enhanced ability in athletics, it actually can improve your athletic performance. And so there are some times that people make mistakes of how they stretch or work on their flexibility. These are some of the do's that you want to do or important do's when stretching, I should say. And I, this first one, I, I know quite well that it gets lost and doesn't get done by some of my clients. You need to warm up prior to stretching. We do not want to stretch cold muscles, which by doing so, you could actually injure yourself. So think about it. When you're out there trying to be a weekend warrior and play tennis, and you may not have played tennis for 10 plus years, you can't just jump out there in the court without warming up or allowing your muscles to work any kind of range of motion, like I talked about, dynamically, which allows your muscles to warm up, get the blood flowing, which allows the joints to move more freely with less resistance through them. You should never bounce. That's a very old school principle. I'm not going to get into technical details, but when you bounce, you truly do more harm than good. Hold stretches for between 15 and 30 seconds. And stretch till you feel only mild tension and never stretch beyond your point of comfort. And so again, Everyone is different. Everyone has a different range of motion. You can't expect what you see the person to your left or to your right, their range of motion is different than yours or yours is different than theirs. So stay within your lane and stretch to your point of comfort. And always try to make sure you're watching your breathing. Breathe normally. Don't hold your breaths. This will create tension through your stretch instead of relaxing the muscles through the stretch. Now we're going to look into the understanding of mobility. And like I stated, there's understanding mobility in conjunction to flexibility. So again, to recap, mobility is the ability to move without resistance or restrictions. 
And if you had to choose in your exercise routine or in your day between mobility and flexibility, I encourage you to work on your mobility. I tell my clients quite often, if they're in a day where they're pretty busy and they're finding themselves sitting for an extended period of time, just sitting, I don't need them to get up and stretch. I just need them to get up and start moving. Walk. Stand. Stretch out nice and easily. But you don't need to drop down into a static position where you're trying to do a toe touch. Just get up and start moving. You know, mobility is about creating moving patterns in exercise of your daily life. Um, most basic fundamental exercises we need to have in life when we're looking at some mobile mobility is the squat. Every one of us, every one of you squat every single day. You are probably sitting right down on your you-know-whats in a squatting position, but you're sitting down. But the moment you stand up from that position, you have completed the, the one phase of a squat. So squat is an essential, but then it goes back to like I talked about, when you watch an infant, their movement, when they are learning how to walk, it starts from the squat, and it's a deep squat at that. They get to their two feet, and they're deep into that squat until they can actually stand up and become more mobile on their two limbs. A study from the University of Limerick concluded that a loaded downward movement into a squat below parallel would have a greater impact on your flexibility than static stretching. So remember I talked about it. We, we work on our mobility, which is allowing the patterns through our daily lives to occur. We can actually increase the range of motion, our flexibility more productively than we can do in a static stretch. The idea is that the movement patterns will reset our mobility. Now this occurs from making the muscles lengthen under loads. And then so when we look at two important joints of mobility and we're breaking it down to the lower body, people lose sight of, they always want to think it's my knee or my lower back but I want you to look at it from one the ankle and two the hip flexibility and the ankle is huge the first contact point we have with our body is our feet on the ground so the ability for our ankles to gain flexion in the dorsal flexion, which is when our foot is bending towards us, towards our shin, upwards, is important. That's when our foot is pulling towards us again. That's called dorsal flexion. That range of motion of increasing that ability for that shin to get closer to the top of our foot can aid in minimizing your knee pains. When we talk about flexion at the ankle, we also talk about plantar flexion. That's flexing your toe downward or away from your shin. You know, extension of that is important because we're looking at multi-directional movements 
through our lower body. Our lower body doesn't just go forward or backwards. It goes sideways and in angles as well. So our ankle's ability to handle a load in different planes of movement can aid in minimizing the stress level at the knee. When we look at flexibility in the upper torso, we're talking about extension and flexion of of our upper body. When we're talking about flexion, that's the lowering of our shoulders towards the ground. When we're talking about extension, we're talking about standing from that position, bringing our shoulders upward, standing upright. We also have internal and external rotation, which is important because, again, we talk about when we walk or when we run, even though we're going in one plane of motion, our body is still fighting that multi-rotational component. So we want to have range of motions in our rotational period too as well. We're going to take a commercial break. We're going to come back on the other side. And I have the great privilege and pleasure to have a friend and a colleague to join us. And we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about his product and his principle that he came up with. You're listening to Right Choices on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms, and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. If you're busy, stressed, and can't ever seem to find the time to add in those new healthy habits, you need to check out Lisa Lutan's busy, stressed, and food-obsessed show. This program will help you discover easy ways to improve your health and happiness. Plus, you will pick up all sorts of tips on better eating, fitness, relationships, how to manage stress, and a lot more. You'll feel yourself becoming healthier just by tuning in. Listen live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, thank you for listening to Right Choices, part of the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Um, right before the segment break, we were discussing and talking about the different means of how or the joints and the movements with those joints of how we move. Um, I'm going to go ahead and continue on that a little bit so we can uh, continue the understanding. You know, when we are exercising, the things we want to try to avoid, like I said and talked about, are sitting for extended periods of time. Um, do one, I should not say avoid, but you want to do more weight-bearing activities when exercising and less using weightlifting machines. And reason why we want to do that because that's how we move in life. You don't sit down in your chair and lift loads, extending your ankle or extension from your knee and your ankles like you do it on a leg extension machine. However, like Citron stated, you do do a lot of sitting and standing. You do, however, do a lot of things where you got to drop down and pick a load up from the ground like a deadlift. And so, you know, when I initially came out to the Bay Area, you know, I worked at a studio and I had a great privilege and honor, like I said, said that I got to work with a colleague of mine. And now he's doing great things in the fitness industry with his partner. And they helped come up with a new principle and design of a product called Stick Mobility. And right now, like I said, I have the privilege of asking Dennis Dunphy to come on and talk to us about his philosophy and also about his, you know, product, Stick Mobility. How are you doing, Dennis? Good, buddy. How are you doing, Dietrich? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All right. My pleasure. If you would, uh, just go ahead and give a... Little bo- a little bit of an uh, explanation and or a history of yourself with listeners. Oh, thank you. Um, well, I, w- I grew up in Buffalo, New York, um, so I moved out here in San Jose, to San Jose, California, back in 97. I uh, started in the fitness industry in 99, and uh, that's when we met. Um, so you were one of the first people that I uh, had in uh, interaction with in the industry and um i wanted to get into it for the main purpose of helping improve people's quality of life um working out and being active is something i had always done playing hockey and tennis gymnastics all, all these other sports so for me it was just something i really loved to do uh so it came naturally and uh the the fact that i could make a career out of it was uh, just an added bonus to that. So, um, and then through the years, uh, continually taking, you know, continuing education, broadening my uh, horizons as far as uh, learning different approaches, different systems, has really over the last almost two decades really changed my philosophy and and perspective on how I train, uh, not only my clients, but myself personally. You know, you're just discussing right now your, you know, your philosophy and training, not only for yourself, but your clients. Can you go in a little bit more in depth about how do you, what is your philosophy? How do you train? Uh, well, when I first got into the industry, I mean, I was, what, um, 27, 28. So, I mean, at that age, you're still pretty much in that mindset of 
uh, you know, like most 20 year olds, I'm bulletproof, I'm invincible, you know, <laughs> and you have a hard time relating to that 45 year old client that's not bulletproof and not invincible and is 20 and has almost 20 years uh, more life experience than you do. So when I got into the industry, it was very much uh, the whole beat the crap out of a mentality. Um, and then myself personally um, started suffering, you know, chronic injuries. And at, that, at some point, you either continue to do what you do, uh, and then and not change things, keep getting the same results, or you finally pull your head out of your butt and you go, okay, something's got to be different. There's got to be more to this than what I'm that I want than what I know and what I'm applying. Um, so when I train now, it's one of the first questions I always ask any new prospective client is, you know, if they're 30 or they're 40 when they come in to see me, I always say, what do you want to do when you're 70? What do you want to do when you're 80? And everybody always says, you know, I'd like to do what I do today or relatively close. So then I say, okay, remember what you just said, and that's the way we're going to train. We're going to train to keep you relevant, physically relevant, when you're 70, 80 years of age. Right, right. And in, in, in doing so, when you are training them with that mindset, you know, one of the things I talked about in the other segment, I was talking about preventative means of exercising rather than kind of like exercising to fix the injury. What are we trained and use the principle of understanding we can train our bodies to be able to handle things before we have injuries or before we have to worry about what's the next thing that can happen to us physically that we can't necessarily handle. Um, so when you deal with that, like you're referring to, what is the feedback you get from your clients? How do they, you know, work well with that understanding? It's not necessarily what you're just doing now, but how you're planning in the future. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's very good. Um, I mean, and that comes through in as far as the client retention. Uh, so you had clients for 10 plus years and you've right. seen how they've been able to build on how, who they were 10 years previous before you met them. And they've seen my gradual change and, and how I've started to change, especially the ones that I've been training for, you know, 14, 15 years. Right. Um, so it's the ability to sit there and go, okay, we need to make sure, first of all, that physically your prerequisites are met. We need to make sure that the joints uh, are mobile, that they they have that ability to meet the basic movement requirements first before we start to load it and, and see what else we can, we're capable of doing. Um, I, I, so we have a lot of people that want to take calculus, but they don't know basic, you know, long division. Correct. So, and multiplication. So and you would never toss a kid into, you know, you would never take a kid and throw them into 12th grade calculus if they, if they weren't at that level yet with their prerequisites. So physically we need to do the same thing. So uh, when I look at training, when I look at the training system, for me personally, that's the way I approach it. You know, in the, the first segment, I was talking about mobility versus flexibility. And I know a lot of emphasis is out there. I was always talking about, or you hear clients that are say statements like, I'm not flexible. However, when we load their bodies in great times than not, when I load a client's body more with a greater load, their movement improves. And so how do you get people to understand when you are moving, 
your movement and since your mobility improves? Well, when we well for us, when we use the stick, we use the stick as a tool to give them that instant feedback. So when we're asking them to move a joint or do a movement pattern, we want them to be able to activate and, and engage all the tissues uh, from head, from foot to hand that are involved in those movements, or understanding how it is with tension and with or irradiation uh, at different percentages. How do we can uh, maintain that tension as we go through, let's say, internal external shoulder rotation? You know, if we're looking at uh, and because when people don't understand that principle of maintaining those tension levels as they move, mm-hmm. they want to just be nice and relaxed as they move. Um, I mean, every morning people wake up, they yawn and they stretch, and when they go into that stretch, they brace everything, they irradiate all their tissues, and they inc- they reach that range of motion that they know that without it they wouldn't access right. and the CNN and they say and the CNS says oh that feels good the brain automatically loves that so no one has ever stretched and said wow that felt like crap you know <laughs> it was when they yawn and stretch so and then we go into the gym and we don't bring that principle with us right and, and and so so the listeners are aware. I'm quite aware. I've had a great privilege, like you said. You ran me through an intro with the stick mobility. Can you talk to the listeners about stick mobility? How did you come up with that concept? Well, uh, Mitch Neal and I we used to do stick uh, stick stretching with it, and then we realized that there's a much greater strength component to it than just stretching. Uh, but even with the stretching, we we're always at you know we we're always pushing, pulling, or trying to create flex in the stick. Uh, so we want the tissues to force the language of the cells. Uh, so we want the tissues to understand how to apply force in those end ranges of motion so that you start to really, str- so you strengthen those end ranges of motion and then you own those end ranges of motion. And therefore, then the body then creates a new end range of motion. Um, so the strength training pro- uh, protocol was was something that we said, okay, this is going to be a huge chunk of our system. Uh, so people on social media, when they see it, they see us doing the stretching aspect. So they'll see the funky poses, and they and but they once they take the certification, uh, our strength training protocols are about sixty percent of what we teach. So it's really strengthening internal and external hip rotation, shoulders, uh, but it's a lot of partner drills, pushing, pulling, and creating that real-life whole body strength that people really need. Right. And so when you, what would you say when you're attacking that joint-by-joint approach, what do you usually attack first? Do you attack from the ground up, or you just go by basic need when you assess the client? Oh, yeah, we make sure that everybody starts from the feet all the way up. So um, one of the things that was interesting is when we're working with the high-level athletes at, uh, with some of the pro teams that we work with and some of the big colleges that we work with, uh, we get across the board the, from the SNC coaches at these levels. They say, you know, we have to make sure that these athletes understand how these joint, their joints are supposed to move. Um, so, uh, one of the top guys that we, that we're tied in with Chip Morton, uh, he said, just your foot drills alone and, and the activations and the mobilization of the foot to ankle, uh, all the way up into the hip, he goes, that alone, that segment of your system is gold. 
goes, I have a bunch of extremely high-level athletes that are strong, quick, powerful, create a lot of force, but they have sacks of mashed potatoes at the end of their legs. <laughs> and when he said that, I was like, wow, that's, that's very true. Because, you know, football, I mean, you, you played football, so you know what the philosophy is, is tape it down, lock it down, don't let it move. Right, right. absolutely. Um, that, and when we come back from the other segment, I want to elaborate more on that from the, the ground up principle. Um, you're listening to Right Choices on Worst America Internet Radio Talk Network. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. What does health look like in an ailing world? How do we tend what needs our care? Join Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio hosts each week as we explore pathways to health for self, society, and the planet. We are home to a range of voices as there is no single roadmap for meeting the challenges of our times. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to expand your perspective, deepen your attention, and cultivate practices that support personal, communal, and global health on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, greetings. Thank you for listening to Right Choices. And today's discussion, we're talking about mobility and movement and how to move effectively. And... One of the things, you listeners, I want you to understand is the first contact to applying a force through our body is from the ground up, meaning our ability to control and sustain or have contact with our foot is important. Um, some of you out there may have in your shoes, you may use orthotics. Uh, I'll give you an example. My client, HP, she, for years and years, have used orthotics and and one of the things that she's had difficulties to do in certain movements I have her do is maintain good foot contact to the ground. And some of the things I have her do since she's worn orthotics a lot, and I can control the environment for her, is that I have her take the shoes off 
and now I can actually try to get her to feel the ground. So, Dennis, if you could actually elaborate that a little bit on that, how important for the listeners to understand our foot contact and dry and, and you know applying forces and how important that is. Uh, yeah, it's extremely important to have be able to have that interface between the foot and and the surf the ground the surface that we're walking on. Uh, the foam in the bottom of sneakers uh, shuts down a lot of small nerve interaction uh, between the foot and the surface that you're pushing off of or utilizing. Um, so we need to make sure that we open up those channels, that we get those nerves to be able to understand because in a fraction of a second, those nerves send the messages to the brain and back to who, when, where, why, how, and what. You know, uh, and those questions have to be answered in that quick, in that microsecond and then back down so that foot understands its role and how to generate and deal with the surface that you're stepping on. So is it sharp? Is it dull? Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it wet? Is it dry? All those questions get answered, you know, instantaneously. Uh, if you step your foot on something that's sharp, it instantaneously draws back, right? right? So that's all based off that interaction between the foot and the surface of the, uh, that you're stepping on. So, um, And to be able to engage the big toe, the big toe has that direct uh, tie into the glutes. So we have to have that ability to interact. Uh, Dr. Emily Splickle will call it uh, short foot position, the ability to take that big toe and, and push it into the floor, but then also to pull underneath like you're pulling that floor underneath to help maintain your arch, right? right? So as you're going through the movement to be able to, I'm flat-footed, and a lot of people go, why well, I have flat feet? I need arch support. Well, no, you just need to actually teach the big toe how to actually work. Uh, so I'll show them. I'll be like, okay, this is a short foot position. As I go into my squat, you can see how I maintain my arch with this. Um, and then also being able to and deal with that on different angles of surfaces. Right. We walk on cement, which is flat and straight, and so we don't have that interaction of if I step on something that is angled at 10 degrees to 15 degrees, it has variable angles. Like, a, like if you step on a stone or a rock, it has varying angles on that same surface. So does the foot have the ability to wrap around that? Does it, does it act like a hand? You know, mm-hmm. if we, I always tell clients, I go, look, you would never be able to hang from a bar without your fingers. How would you ever expect to be able to interface with the ground properly without your toes? Exactly. Good, great point. And great when, you, when you tell them that, they on, that light goes off and goes, hmm, that makes sense. All right. And so we see a lot of people that are locked up in the feet. The joint, you know, you got the 33 joints of the feet. They have to be mobile. They have to, those joints can't get locked up. So you're seeing products like uh, Perform Better is coming out with the rock mat. Uh, they have that just at the market. Uh, so it's, you know, you can step on it and it actually helps mobilize the joints of the foot. Um, and then you're seeing companies, there's a company in Germany that will actually uh, create based on the mold of your foot, they'll put uh, rocks through reflexology positions. And so you're starting to see a lot more uh, trending towards that type of activations and foot mobilizations. Correct. And and so 
you know, I was also informing the listeners that the importance of doors reflection, because you know, you know how it is. A lot of times we get conflicting information, or clients receive conflicting information, or our listeners out there could be, you know, where they hear the story of you're never supposed to allow your knee to pass your toe. Now, you and I both know that's not correct. Now, how do you use stick mobility to help your clients, you know, get beyond that range of motion where they, and naturally they have it, they can actually allow their knee past their toes. Yeah, the stick will give you that basis of stability. So as you go to move, the, the body wants stability. It wants to make sure that the joints that are involved in the movement are all set and stable. And then once it has stability, it will allow you access into whatever, into that, into a range of motion. Uh, take, for instance, if you reach out to grab something, and if you feel like you're going to fall over, you will stop reaching out for that object. Right. Uh, if you grabbed a, if you used a stick or something else as a point of added leverage, and it gave you that stability, then you would actually be able to continue, you would feel comfortable to re- continue to reach out for that object. So the stick is very, is great for adding, uh, helping with that leverage factor. Um, so that's how we, that's one way we use it to, uh, the stick for that. Okay. And then, um, as far as the dorsiflexion and ankle mobility, if we do the squat where we take the stick and we push it up into an anchor point above us, people actually feel how everything turns on and they feel the feet drive into the ground. And then they, we teach, we coach them how to drop straight down. So not going into an anterior tilt. Uh, our industry teaches going into an anterior tilt, sticking that butt out, right, and then dropping down. Uh, but clinically, we looked at when all that information came out and people said, well, it's going to be bad for your knees. Uh, my my theory on that is, well, you have a bunch of clinicians who, let's be honest, when we watch clinicians move, they're clinicians. They don't move. They, their right. quality of movement is really bad. Exactly. Well, if you take a thousand test subjects who probably are pretty much in the same boat, right, and you constantly monitor their movement quality, which is poor to begin with, well, your end results are going to be poor. If you take a thousand people that move like myself or Neil or Mitch and you put them through the same processes, your end results are going to be different. Right. So if you go in with flawed materials or flawed ingredients like a chef creating in the recipe if you give that chef the worst ingredients possible that recipe is pretty much doomed from the start you can take that same recipe and give that same chef the best highest quality ingredients and that's a completely different recipe correct you know we're talking a whole lot about the ankle joint and I know there's another joint that's very important which is the hip but I want to jump up into the upper torso because I read friends of mine on Facebook that have recently have had issues with their shoulder or arm because of a bad accident what have you and you really really listeners to understand the importance of how mobility through our shoulders allows us to create no differently than what we're talking about right now at the ankle with our arms, the ability to create force and apply force more effectively through our scapula and our shoulders. How do you approach that in utilizing your clients with your with your clients? You know, stick mobility. We have specific uh, drills that we do, especially for overhead athletes. 
but we want to make sure that the scapula is stable. So we'll use the stick to either lightly pull apart on. Uh, we'll, tell, we'll instruct clients to pull apart on the stick, try to lengthen it or shorten the stick. We're trying to make, pull in on it. Um, so that brings stability to the, to the scapula. Uh, we have, we want to make sure that the shoulder blades actually know how to glide in all directions along the rib cage. So it's not just protraction, retraction. It's elevation and depression. So we, when we teach clients how to hang, we teach them hanging is such a missing ingredient in most people's training protocols. Um, and it's not doing a pull up. I'm just talking about just hanging. Statically, can you hang? Can you sustain that position? Uh, can you add a little bit of dynamic movement first? Uh, when I was just in New York City a couple weeks ago, Dr. Uh, Fabian Garcia and I were talking about that as far as people just don't even have the ability to, well, it's grip strength, which is now becoming a big thing. Uh, when we were at Perform Better last weekend, we heard a couple of the keynote speakers start talking and more addressing more about grip strength which is something we've always addressed with our system. Uh, right. You can't. You, you need to have grip strength to be able to do a monkey hang in our system. And across the board, we see, uh, Ian, we get the biggest, we get big elite athletes that after 30 seconds of doing a monkey hang, they're like, oh, my grip is, oh, my God, it's just shot. Okay. Right. So, and that grip is that activating that arm line, which in, in end results is affecting the shoulder. Uh, when we go through joint-by-joint joint wrist mobilization, we're teaching the shoulder how to stabilize and keep that arm level as you're mobilizing the wrist. And across the board, once again, we see elite-level athletes that are just fatiguing at that shoulder capsule, uh, just holding their arm out there doing their wrist uh, their wrist mobilizations. You know, one of the things when I talk... Yeah. Uh, but I'm we'll, sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. But no, we'll no, no, no. look at the hips first and then see how that relates as far as taking care of the shoulders. Can you elaborate on that? Because that's a concept which I try to get my clients to understand. And better yet, my athletes, anytime there's a, a rotational throwing component, understanding there's a relation between your hips and your shoulders. Can you kind of share that with the listeners? Yeah, everybody, uh, The pro- we have such a sedentary lifestyle across the board now. I mean, the average person, if you take into consideration how much you sleep, uh, what's your commute to work, and what do you do at work? You're predominantly sitting. Uh, then you come home, you, you sit down to eat dinner, you're sitting and watching TV. So out of a 24-hour cycle, how much time are we sitting on our butts, right? And when you get people to be really honest with it and you start to break down and you show them in front of their faces, you say, okay, let's break this down. And you show them, that, wow, out of 24 hours, you're sitting on your tuchus literally like 22 of them. And they're like, wow. Yeah, your body's not designed for that. So then when you actually get up and you try to go do things, your hips, which you haven't been using, and all those tissues down there are like, what do you want us to do? You, you don't ask anything of us for 22 hours, and now you want something out of us. But we've become so upper body dependent that so many people try to, well, well, well I'll refer to it as muscle through it. Um, I used to be one of those. I used to be one of those people that I was so upper body dependent. Even though I worked out on my legs, I still didn't understand what truly my hip mobility and hip control and hip power was supposed to be. Uh, so my hips weren't as mobile as they needed to be. And when I got into the rock climbing world, 
holy crikey, did I find out really quickly. Um, man, I try to put my hips in certain positions and the tissues were like, uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, and so you get upper body dependent when you don't have that mobility at the hips and you don't have that neuromuscular control and strength, that intrinsic strength, then you have no choice but to move those responsibilities up the chain. Right. So through this learning, even building out our own system, it's really opened up my eyes and, and it's really brought to me personally that huge value. Uh, it's made my rock climbing way better. Um, Dennis, Dennis, oh. okay. Dennis, we need to get another commercial break, but when we come back. We're going to go ahead and come back with that. And we're listening to Right Choices on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, thank you for listening to Right Choices. Um, Janice, if you could go ahead and continue with your thoughts like you were having about the hip mobility before we went on our segment break. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, for me personally, a lot more personal was anybody that really that knows me loves knows I love hockey. Uh, so for me, playing hockey players are well, hip pain is a chronic issue for a lot of hockey players. Uh, so for my left hip, it was a question of wow, how much longer am I going to be able to play? I'm 
45, you know, I'd love to keep playing, but if the hip keeps hurting, well, at some point I'm going to have to stop. So through the, through building the system out and feeling the effects on myself, that hip pain is now gone. You know, I brought more hip mobility and I brought more neuromuscular control to the tissues in the hip. Uh, and so as a result of that, now it's not, I don't have that question anymore. I don't think about, wow, how much longer can I play? Now it's just, I just keep, I just keep going. And that's, right. that's a, and that's how you really help improve somebody's quality of life. And that's how you keep them physically relevant so that they can continue to do what they do. Which is highly important. Uh, mm-hmm. Please share with the listeners, how can they follow Stick Mobility? Uh, we're on Instagram uh, at Stick Mobility um, and Facebook uh, Stick Mobility. Uh, we're our Twitter account. Uh, we have a we're on Twitter at Stick Mobility also, but we're most active on on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can also check out our website at StickMobility.com. We will have we post uh, we have a video membership that you can sign up for. Uh, we'll have extra. We add our exercise library on there, and we also have uh, listings for all our certifications, our upcoming dates, uh, the two-day certifications. So you will learn the basics of stick mobility, the principles, what drives our system and our product, and uh, that way, and you'll get a bundle of sticks with the uh, certification. So not just the education, but we need the tools in your hand. Uh, so it just doesn't make sense to teach you a system with a tool and then not give it to you. Uh, we want you to wake up the next day and you're ang- anxious and amped and ready to go and then pass that newfound knowledge on to your clientele. Excellent. And um, did you hear the chance to share with them your website? Uh, yes, uh, it's stickmobility.com. All right. Dennis, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining my listeners and I and sharing with them Stick Mobility and also sharing your philosophy, and, and which is similar to my own. Again, thank you for joining the show. Thanks, Dietrich. We'll talk to you later, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Again, listeners, it's important to understand mobility is important to counter the aches and pains that you may have in life, like Dennis shared to you. Here he is, someone who is very active in the game of hockey. And he, no differently than myself, we, as trainers, we have our own aches and pains. But do we have an understanding to how to apply things to our body? And the great things he talks about is applying loads to get reactions both physically in the tissue and neuromuscularly as well. When we were talking about movements, if there's a basic movement I consider an get you guys to understand it's very important it goes back to like i said if you think about how an infant moves that's how we are meant to move there's a reason why we start life in the manner with how we learn to become mobile we started off on our back we learned how to roll over into our stomachs from on our stomachs we learned how to get to our hands and knees from our hands and knees we started to move crawling from that point when we decided, you know what, we're going to try to, to advance our ability to be more effective, we get into that deep squat to where we can now get into a position where our two limbs, our feet in particular, are underneath us. And so, therefore, we can stand. But then when we're in that squat, it is deep. Our buttocks is nearly touching the ground at a young age. And then from that standpoint, we gain stability to stand. 
And as we learn how to move, we start off with wide positionings to as we get that neuromuscular control and understand what's happening with our feet and throughout the chain of our body, we bring our feet in closer and closer and we become more effective or more efficient in our movement. So a lot of the times when I have my clients start off, when they come in and they start the training program for that day, I start them off on their backs. They then go to a position where they're going to be on their hands and knees in some sort of way, either in a quadruped. When you read your quadruped, that means on your hands and knees, working at the extension of the arm or extension of the legs and opposing movements of the limbs, opposite arm and opposite leg. And then they go into a half kneeling position where now they are working on trying to gain mobility through their hips and their rotational muscles through their torso. While they're doing that is they're gaining activation that is actually now driven from the ground up. From that point, my clients now go to chill on their feet. And we start doing things like hip flexion, what I talked about, that's bringing your torso towards the floor and to an upright position. But we also have them work the squat, like we talked about, work within their range of motion, just nice and easy, a body weight squat. Then we go from that, we get them more mobile. We're now this is the dynamic part of their exercise. Now they're moving in a lunge positioning. It's some sort of angle or, or not or another. And then they're lunging. And then they go from lunging, then we start working activation through the core. So there's a rotational exercise they're doing. I'm having them move and rotating their torso, but that rotation through the torso is also working on mobility and activation through the shoulder blades. You know, Dennis shared with you guys and talked about the importance of the shoulder blades' ability to be able to glide across your rib cage, not only like you said, retracting or retracting, protracting, but also elevating and depressing. That right there will help minimize, if for some of you are actually experiencing neck pain, your ability to move your shoulder blades can help reduce your neck pain. Your ability to extend and reach your arms out in great ranges of motion will allow that neuromuscular control or activation through your arms if you say you had an injury like frozen shoulder to regain its ability to get its full use again. So always ensure that when you're starting an extra program, start out with simple movements. Start off, you're going to think this is odd, but start off by crawling. Do squats, do lunges. Always ensure that you are using proper mechanics anytime you're lifting any object from the ground. Train your core muscles and stabilizers naturally. Refrain from using weight belts. And if you got to lift a load that's heavy enough to just wear a weight belt, then maybe that load is just too great for you. I want to thank you for listening. You can follow me at Right Choices on D-Right Appeal on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram at D-Right Choices. My website is drightchoices.com feel free to reach out and hit, shoot me an email at dtrick at drightchoices.com have a safe and happy Labor Day weekend I want to thank my engineer Kevin and my executive producer D. Daniels you've been listening to Right Choices on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel mm-hmm. 
Thank you for tuning in to Right Choices. Be sure to join Dietrich Wright again next Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you here next week. Thank you.